Baseball 365 Podcast. And here are your hosts, Justin Hughes and Andrew McQuiston. Welcome to episode 86 of the Baseball 365 Podcast. My name is Justin Hughes, host of this show. And you can follow us on Twitter at Baseball365Pod. You can follow myself at JustinHughes365. And you can follow Andrew at AMCQ82. And if you haven't done so yet, join our Facebook group, Baseball365. The offseason has begun, but people are still posting all the time about dynasty trades, redraft trades, NFBC drafts going on, all kinds of stuff that's going on already this early in the offseason. People are still talking baseball. And in the final piece of housekeeping, if you would like to support our show, we would be very appreciative if you hopped on iTunes and left us a five-star rating and wrote a review for us. On tonight's episode, Andrew, myself, and a special guest are going to mock draft the first round, 1 through 30. Each of us are going to make 10 picks. And before we get our special guest, let's get Andrew on. And Andrew, it's time for the question of the day. And this goes. This is going to be one involving last week's podcast, where at the end of the show, I mentioned that I was going to prepare. I was told to prepare for Halloween, and I ended up buying twenty one hundred pieces of candy for trick or treaters. Halloween came and went, and I gave two pieces of candy per kid. And the part I didn't put in the notes, I actually posted this on Facebook. But whenever I did, I made. There's that option where you can share it to every, all your friends except for somebody. And I did that. Everybody but you could see the post because I I wanted everybody else to know what happened. But obviously, I knew this was going to be our question of the day. So it's time for you to take a stab. Twenty one hundred pieces of candy out of that. How many do you think I gave out last Saturday night? I was going to originally I was going to say around half and just kind of hedge it. But I am going to say you gave out all of them. That's my that's my guess. Okay, no, I did not give away all of them. But you would have been pretty close if you had said half. We gave out 1350 pieces or 1300 pieces of candy. So, Halloween night, 650 kids came through our house or came wow. through our driveway to get for candy. <laughs> that's a lot. I figured I'd get, go with the extreme, but yeah, no, that's good stuff. Hey, I asked you to guess last week, and I don't think it, you would have been any. You, I, the extreme was what happened with the twenty one hundred. Yeah. Um, yeah, working that drive, working in my driveway felt like I was working fast food drive through all over again, like I was sixteen with these kids coming up and going. <laughs> it was insane. Yeah, I bet. All right, now it's time to get our special guest on, and I'm very excited. This is the first time we've had him on the show since, I think, about April of last year. He is the co-host of the Prospect 361 podcast. He writes on Prospect 361 every week during the season. He's writing up the waiver wire. He is the heart and soul of Baseball 365, and that is Tim McLeod. Also, I should say, a tout winner from a few years back. So, Tim, thanks for coming and joining us. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Uh, always look forward to spending time with uh, with good friends, and you're at the top of the list, guys. Well, I think we would say the same about you, right, Andrew? Yep, appreciate that, Tim. Yeah. Well, no, it's, uh, it, like I said, it, it, it's always fun. And, hey, we're doing a mock draft today, but I, I got a question for 
for you guys, okay? I want to see who's the closest, okay? You mentioned Halloween, right? Okay. Okay. Well, I want you to guess how many people I had for Halloween. <laughs> um, that, can't, that trick-or-treated at your house? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. How, how, many, how many rang the doorbell? Did you have the Just, light on? Justin, you... You say a number, Justin, and I'll say over or under that. Okay. Did you have the light on for starters? Uh, sort of. Not outside light, no. Okay. Well, in that case, I'll guess zero. <laughs> Andrew, you're going to take the well, over or under I... of zero? <laughs> I was going to say, like, 40. Uh, well, you're, you're much closer, uh, Justin. Uh, the answer is one. One? Oh, wow. <laughs> one, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I, I I actually scrambled, went and found something in the fridge. So <laughs> life 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 was good. No, it was a cold, windy, miserable night, and there just wasn't a lot of people in my neck of the woods. And again, having the lights off probably didn't help either, right? Yeah. Well, wait a minute. If the lights are off, you're not supposed to go ring the doorbell. That's that's a no no. So um, you said you had to scramble. What did you give them? Oh, hey, I always got chocolate bars. Or, I always got chocolate <laughs> bars in the fridge. Come on. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. So if you always have chocolate bars in the fridge, was it like a full-size candy bar? Yeah, they did well. Yes, okay. they did well. So here's what we now know. You're guaranteed to get at least one kid next year, and you might get more because the kids don't forget that stuff, and they may even tell their friends. So now you'd better buy a couple, have plenty of full-size candy bars, or... If you don't want them to come back next year, go get 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 some terrible candy. What would a terrible get like bubble gum, bubble gum? Yeah, yeah no. All I'm going to do next year is the address on the house is uh, six twenty nine. All I'm going to do is change it to six ninety two, and they'll never find the place. Right <laughs> there, you go. There you go. All right. Well, uh, we're going to mock draft, and we're going to just go over the first two rounds here. Assuming it's like a fifteen team league, this would be. 30 picks and we're going to do this in a batting average format i we were talking beforehand and i think all of us prefer obp leagues i I, tim you mentioned it andrew do you prefer obp or batting average um i like both i think the game is trending towards obp and um makes a lot of sense to me but there will always be or at least for a while the standard batting average i think both are fine i like playing both yeah, Tim, you were saying beforehand that you think we may even ha- leagues the standard league could be OBP down the road. Yeah, I think at some point in time it uh, will be just, and it's just a matter of time. Like like everything else in our game, it has a tendency to move fairly slowly. Uh, but you know, when you start looking at the the way the game is structured and being played today, it definitely, in my opinion, it makes sense that walks should count. And that has me leaning towards OBP formats. Yeah, that's good. I That's definitely the way I like it. But, you know, I kind of wonder if they do make that change, maybe steals will go away at the same time because steals are less and less important in the game of Major League Baseball and teams are running less. Do you think don't, that's don't a possibility? Say that to t- I know. Don't say that to Tim now. <laughs> don't say that to Tim. Blasphemy. I almost hung up, like I tell you. Oh. Ugly, ugly, ugly conversation here. No stolen bases. I, I guess that means I'm going to get blasted for drafting Mondesi at number one. Is that what you're saying, guys? Oh, my right? gosh. Could you imagine Adalberto Mondesi oh, in a league with no oh. steals? That guy's uh, un- and, unownable. And OBP. 
yeah. Uh, somebody's got to finish 15th, right? <laughs> yep, no, that would be him. Uh, I think at some point in time, I, I I don't think the the stolen base game is going to, uh, if anything, it might pick up marginally. I don't think it's going to shrink below what we're currently seeing. Um, I think at some point in time, we're going to have a, a WBC game, and it'll be interesting to see how the North American game and the Asian game intermix. And I, I still, I still like Little Bull guys. I know the game is, you know, three true outcome. You know, home runs, home runs, walk, strikeouts, but. I, I like watching every once in a while a suicide squeeze. I, I like seeing runners advanced from first to second or second to third uh, with one out. Uh, yeah, I, I like the well-rounded game. So as much as what we're seeing uh, today in the game, I'm, I'm holding out hope that uh, it changes a little bit moving forward. I, I might be dreaming, but uh, that's what I'd like to see. You know, that is something I always loved about Yachty Molina through his career with the Cardinals. He's a free agent right now. Who knows? He may be an ex-Cardinal by the a month from now. But if you ever had a runner on second base and nobody out, that guy was guaranteed, it felt like, to hit a ground ball to the right side of the field. He moves runners. And it's good because if it was first and second, that might be a double play. But if it's just second, he's really good at getting those runners moved over. And yeah, I've always I appreciated that. I just find it frustrating when there's a runner on second uh, w with no outs and you don't get the runner to third base where you can at least take advantage yep. of, uh, you know, uh, of, a, of a solid well hit ball or a, uh, the sack fly. It just seems almost like a wasted opportunity to me. But, hey, that's just me. Yep. Yeah, it's just it's the same as a strikeout at that point. I mean, mm -hmm. yep. OK, well, Tim, you are the guest. And because that, we're going to do this one, two, three, four, five, six, obviously. But what I mean is we're not going to do this snake format. We're not drafting to where we're drafting teams. We're just taking who we think should go in that spot, not paying attention to what we've drafted so far. And, Tim, you are the guest, so you get to make the first pick. Who is your 1-1 well, one, one player? Well, again, I, I think Andrew brought up the fact that I'm a bit of a stolen base whore. And... <laughs> That that I am, and you know when when you look at the top five six players heading into next year, I I don't think you can go wrong with any of about six players. Mm -hmm. I think their heads above everybody else. But the guy that I want is the guy that I think has the best chance to go forty forty, and that's Ronald Acuna of the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, yeah, the number one, the guy who was one one with Trout last year as the talk and. I think he's passed Trout by on a lot of people's... I think he's gaining steam, I should say, over Trout compared to a year ago. I think more people would take him over Trout. Andrew, is he your number one? He is, yes. He'd be my number one. Okay. Well, I, I think it's very important that when you're when you're looking at these early picks, you got a long wait, okay, mm -hmm. in, a, in a standard uh, snake draft. You, you're sitting there for a long time, and hey, I... Where are you going to get your speed from? If you don't get it early, you might end up reaching uh, for your second and third picks. And uh, that's one of the reasons I, I think s speed and those five category players have to be at the top of the list for everybody. But uh, that, that's just the way I approach it. 
Yep, I agree. All right, Andrew, who are you taking number two here? Well, I will say this is a spot I wouldn't want to pick, really, because um, I would definitely take Acuna one, but I'm going to take Mookie Betts, number two. I think he's obviously got a really high floor. I mean, I think he's a great hitter. Obviously, Dodgers, awesome team. And chips in just enough steals to where I like him over some of the other options here. Like Tim said, I think there's, for me, there's four that you could take at number one, and I wouldn't really have an argument with it too much, maybe five. But, um, yeah, I'm going to take bets, the all-around skill set with the steals too. Yeah. When we get to the sixth guy, Tim, I want to circle back to that. I was, I want to know who the sixth guy is on your list. I can think of five of them, but I'm not, and I'm not a hundred percent certain I know who the sixth one is. So we'll circle back to that. Did I mention I like stolen bases by any chance? You did. <laughs> <laughs> um, number three, I'm going to go with the other guy who I think, along with those first two guys taken, are the thirty thirty candidates in the majors, and that is Fernando Tatis Jr. And it again goes back to the speed. Uh, his hit tool, I don't think, is quite as good as the first two guys, um, but. He was incredible this last year. I tell the story. I saw him play in Springfield, double-A Springfield, two, three years ago, two years ago. He signed a baseball for me. And um, nice. I watched him lead off the game and just hit a little pop-out that looked like it was he was under it. It looked like a can of corn to center. Next thing I know, the guy's catching it on the warning track. His power is incredible. And I, I you know, this, there will be swing and miss, but I think he's going to give fantasy goodness. So Fernando Tatis is my pick there. So that means we've got three speed guys there, and I'm curious now, Tim, who is your four? Well, I'm going to go with youth over veteran here, and uh, if it was an OBP league, I might pick this guy number one. But I honestly believe that the best young player in the game today is a Washington National, and his name is Juan Soto. And when you look at the combination of power and and some speed, I think you're going to get 10, 10 to 15 stolen bases out of Soto. Uh, he's 22, heading into his age 23 season. I think at some point in time, Juan Soto is going to replicate – uh, some of the seasons that we saw from uh, Miguel Cabrera mm. a, f- a few years back. I-, I think he's got 40 home run potential, 140 RBI potential, 10 stolen bases. and like It doesn't matter whether you play OBP or batting average. His batting average was 351 last year. His he's OBP so was four, 490. And, you know, hey, Mike Trout is a great player, but I'm at the stage now where I he may not – Juan Soto may not be as safe as Mike Trout, but I think the upside, the upside's there. So I'm going to go with Juan Soto at four. I pretty much have those two back-to-back in my rankings. I think they're pretty much the same guy. Andrew, could you take Soto over Trout, or are you taking Trout over Soto in your own personal ranks? I would take Trout, but I think that they're pretty interchangeable. Yep. I think they're – yeah, and I'll just go to number five. I'm going to take Trout, but yeah. – um, yeah, I think they're pretty similar. I mean, I think that you're going to get 
like if I if I'm projecting steals with those guys, I think it's pretty close. I would I would probably say that their bats are close enough at this stage that I would take the guy you think is going to get more steals yep. or that you would project for more. I think it's very close. I mean, razor thin, I would take Trout, but it's, yeah, 1A, 1B type of thing, whatever. So I, I'll take Trout Trout at five. I get it. And, um, you know, if you had me guess which one is more likely to steal 20 bags next year, I'd probably say it's Trout, but I also would project them to be about the same. Um, Tim? You traded Mike Trout away in a dynasty league last year or two years ago. Was that Roto Masters one, the league that Andrew runs? Uh, no, it was one of uh, my podcast partner, uh, Rich Wilson. It was one of his leagues, and uh, I, I, I'll, I'll never forget. We got lambasted uh, for for that move at the time, but uh, I on, think it's hold worked on. out. Hold on, before you even say what it is, Andrew, do you know of this trade? I remember hearing about it. I just don't remember exactly what it was. I can't remember. Okay. I know Gla- I know Glaber was in it, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Go ahead, Tim. Yeah, we traded Mike Trout for Juan Soto, Glaber Torres, and uh, Tristan McKenzie we got as a throw-in. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's a, so we're That's a good happy. trade. That's a good trade. Well, yeah, it, it, it's funny how, how, how a year changes people's opinions you know it's and you know hey when, when you start looking at at deals with with big players uh for me you can't be looking at, at speculating for the most part uh i think we had a pretty fair definition of who juan soto was gonna be and glaber glaber tours we, we we got two mlb ready bats okay with, with some some background there and uh, my my word of advice when you start looking at trading players like a, a Mike Trout or a Juan Soto or whoever you wish to trade, your elite player, you got to get more than just prospects. At least that's my train of thought. What do you think, Andrew? Totally agree. Yep. Yep. Good stuff there. And yeah, that's a beautiful trade. And Tristan McKenzie even looked like a lost pick, lost prospect the last few years, and even that turned into pretty turned into something of pretty good value right at the moment okay um, yeah that was a that was a nice throw-in i mean he, at the time i'm sure it was a throw-in and it looks pretty yeah. good now so well with the guy the guy had mckenzie gore that's who we were trying to get and I, i'm almost happy that we got tristan mckenzie hmm. i'm still ta- i'm still taking gore <laughs> but hey it worked out i get it though i mean i get it <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay. it was a fun trade well, that puts me up, and I'm actually going to take the guy who, in my rankings, I have number four overall, and that would be the first pitcher to take, and that will be Jacob DeGrom. I'm going to take the guy who has won. I, he won the Cy Young this year, too, didn't he? Not yet. No, he's not. I don't oh. think he's going to. Well, I maybe he won. Maybe I Bowers. was thinking. Did he win two he, years in a row before this yeah, year? Yeah, yeah. He That's won what the last two. That's what it is. Okay. So I'm taking the guy who has won two consecutive and will be right up there in the running this year. I just I feel like he's on a, in an organization where wins might be harder to come by than a Garrett Cole or a Bieber who uh, also had a real good year. But I just feel like he's the safest bet to continue pitching at a, at, the, at a very high level with really good ERA, whip, strikeouts, and all that. So I'm going to take the first pitcher. Um, 
both of you guys, I want to ask is get, just a we've got other pitchers that will be taking this draft. So, do you have Jacob Degrom number one? Uh, Tim, we'll start with you uh, amongst pitchers. I'm picking next, right? Yep. Okay. Well, uh, I'll make it nice and easy, and we can have a wonderful discussion about the top two pitchers. I I have Garrett Cole as the top pitcher off the board, and he's who I'm taking next okay. at uh, number seven. So. I, I actually like Cole a little bit better than I'd like to Grom. And I, I think the reason for it is I think Garrett Cole's the only pitcher in baseball who has a reasonable shot at 300 strikeouts. Yeah, that's ter- definitely fair. And better team, worse park. You can make an argument for either guy. Andrew? Yep. Oh, go ahead, Tim. No, I was just going to say, yeah, you, you can look at either, either, or. Uh, the combination of the 300 strikeout potential and the fact that we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that Garrett Cole is going to get some support that isn't offensive. I mean, that is offensive. <laughs> Unlike Jake DeGrom isn't offensive. Garrett Cole is going to get run support. Yeah. Okay. His team's going to score some uh, runs. But, you know, you look at Jake DeGrom and Garrett Cole, and I definitely believe they are they are one too. Hmm. What about you, Andrew? Yeah, I think um... – I I think they're basically the same. I I have Degrom one spot higher. I really for me more so than the pitchers because I think all three of them and the other guy we'll get to shortly, I'm sure, yeah. are extremely similar. I I think it's more about setting up your team. Like, do you want to take the pitcher or do you not? Like, it's more about that than which pitcher you're taking. To mm-hmm. me. Because I don't really care. I mean, they're all three awesome. Like, you can split hairs any way you want, but they're all three great. You know, it's like, to me, the decision is more, do I want a pitcher in the middle of the first round or do I want a bat? And, you know, you can go either way on that, but that's more the decision to me than which one of the pitchers you're taking. Because if you decide you want a pitcher, any of the three will work. Yep. Yep. It's kind of like Trout and Soto for me. I I don't really, I mean, take either one is my take on it and same with yeah. DeGrom and Soto or DeGrom yep. and Cole. Okay, Andrew, you're up. You're number six or wait a minute. No, you're number eight. The eighth. Number pick. eight. Yeah. Who do you got here? And might, might I add top seven so far, every, the all one through seven are my top seven. Uh, at least there, that is the same group. Would you guys, is your top seven, the guys that have gone so far, or do you have somebody else that will be coming up? No, mine's not. Okay. Yeah, yeah, mine's mine's fairly fairly close. There's, again, it depends, as Andrew mentioned, whether or not you wish to go with pitching in the first mm-hmm. round. If you don't want to go pitching, uh, the pitching will go, and it'll go fairly fairly fast. But if you choose a bat, there are a couple bats that that fit fairly fairly nicely in the six through ten slots, and yes. I'm sure we're going to hear one of them coming up right now. Yep. All right, Andrew. Yep, I'm going to take. Um... Jose Ramirez at number eight, um, all around skill set. I mean, one thing I really, really like with Jose Ramirez that I think can be forgotten about is the steals that he gets at third base. Mm-hmm. When you look, I mean, you can call this almost an edge, like an elite steals guy, and I wouldn't call him an elite steals guy, but. I'm looking at steamer projections for this coming year. He's projected for 24 steals. 
And there are two other guys at third base projected for 10 plus. Who are, who are, those, who are those two? And, it's, and it's, to, it's Tommy Edmond and Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. So what you're saying is they don't offer the same all-round skill set as well, Jose Ramirez. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, really really uh, what it is is it's not only a five-category guy that's a great hitter and you know contributes across the board, has power, but he also is getting you steals in a slot that nobody else is getting steals mm-hmm. pretty much, you know. And, you know, like these shortstops, and there's tons of them that steal bases, that's all great. But a lot of other people are plugging in shortstops that steal bases. So I just think it's a nice little edge. I mean, I think he's great and potentially even the AL MVP this year. So I like him. I'll take him at eight. Yeah, I agree. He's at eight for me and for that exact reason, the position. What's that, Tim? I was just going to say, I got a couple of questions for both of you because you're so bullish on Jose Ramirez. Does the fact that we saw a short season last year and he didn't have time to slump, which is something that we have seen historically from Jose Ramirez, A, does that concern you? And B, does the fact that the Cleveland Indians uh, have announced that they're going to be parting company with Francisco Lindor, does that concern you? And how does that weigh into the mix for both of you when you start looking at a player that uh, might be the only offensive force on that team Andrew Um, I mean I haven't thought a ton about it I guess because the Lindor stuff is somewhat fresh Um, I don't know it's like you know people say that he slumps but the year before last 23 homers 24 steals the year before that 39 homers 34 steals The year before that, 318, 29, 17. You know, the steals have kind of always been there. And I've actually said in dynasty leagues, I don't love Jose Ramirez quite as much because I think that there's going to come a point where he just isn't running. But like short term, Mm -hmm. I feel like you just have to buy into it and, you know, go from there. But I just like his, um, like the across the board skill set. There's just not a lot of guys that do what he does, especially at third base. Um, I'll answer yes and no to your two questions. I do. It's still in my head that what he did in the second half of 2018 and the first half of 2019, the year, the year long stats look great. That year there was frustrating for people who had him. but yeah, just like Andrew said, I think just the advantage of getting the third base statistics, I will take that shot over the short stops that I have right behind him. I'll be taking one here in a second. But that third base eligibility makes it worth it for me to take the shot. The Lindor part is concerning, especially because Carlos Santana's gone too, and who knows what that offense is going to look like. I don't love it. I, sh- I, I, but I'm gonna, I'm not gonna let that one. Re- I'm not gonna react to that one too much right now. Uh, let's right. see what the lineup's looking like in spring before I really freak out too much on that one. Aren't they just crazy for wanting to trade Lindor? That's just. <sighs> I don't know. That's, yeah, I, That's kind of wild to me. Uh, it's totally wild to me. But then again, you know, with what we've seen early on, uh, nothing is going to really shock me heading into mm-hmm. next year, guys. You know, hey, we've already seen teams making statements as to how destitute they are and how they're willing to do what it takes to cut expenses and let's face it the expense that's going to be cut is going to be payroll it's going to be a, a very interesting off season 
for the free agent group, I think. Yes, Definitely. it is. Okay, number nine, I'm going to take Trevor Store here. Um, I love the speed-power combo playing in Colorado. I he, He's inc- been really good for, I think, three years in a row now. And I just... I'm willing to get take a shortstop. I don't love the taking the shortstop position, but I mean the guy just had 11 home runs and 15 stolen bases in 59 games this last year. He's had at least 30 home runs and 20 steals each of the the previous two seasons, along with close to right at about 200 runs plus RBI. So I'm going with Trevor Story as my as my next pick. Also, always consistent with the batting average somewhere between. Two, in the high 280s, low 290s the last three years, and I know that's unpredictable year to year, but playing in Colorado sure does help. So I'm taking Story here, and Tim, that puts you up next, and I have a feeling you're going to take the guy who I pretty much have neck and neck with Story here. Let's see if I'm right. Well, yeah, I, I'm just a little concerned with Trevor Story that they might end up platooning him with Garrett Hampson, guys. So I'm probably going to stay away. <laughs> oh, I know. If you draft a Rocky, especially a young Rocky, you hate your you hate yourself. I um, I own Ryan McMahon in the Dynasty League, and for whatever reason, in July or August, I traded for Garrett Hampson to where I have both of them. So I clearly hate myself. Or I wouldn't put myself through something like yeah, that. Yeah, I had I had both of them in I think one or two draft and hold leagues last year, and all it was was a headache. Torture. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's all <laughs> it was. Well, yeah, and it, it probably won't get any better moving forward. But yeah, who who do you have in especially in weekly weekly uh, move leagues? You know, it's it doesn't matter how you guess. Murphy's Law says you're going to guess wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, who you got to ten, Tim? Well, I. I probably I I was thinking of, thinking of taking him a little bit earlier, but again my my speed weighs it's pretty hard to pass on Trey Turner at yeah. at this stage of the game for me. You know I I think you're looking at a guy that you can pencil in for 15 to 20 home runs. You can pencil him in for 35 or so stolen bases. Batting average is solid. He's going to score score a pile of runs. Uh, even even with him him missing time, which he always he, he always finds a way to to miss at least some time. I, I'm I'm still not backing off on Trey Turner for the for the overall five category potential. He's he's really good, and he's uh, the the word Andrew likes saying unique skill set, and he definitely has that. Um, Tim, yeah, he's he's fun to build around. I I really like taking him in like this spot of the draft. Yes, I would love to pick 10th and just get get him here. Honestly, picking 10th might be my favorite spot to pick in a draft right this year just because of what's – I feel like this is right at the spot where I'd like to be personally. When you were saying that six guys you could take number one, was Trey Turner on that list, Tim, or was it somebody else as that sixth guy? Uh, No, the, the six for me are the five big bats and Garrett Cole. Okay. Okay. I was wondering if Trey was your sixth one, especially with whatever you said afterwards made me wonder. Yeah. I might go as I might go as high as eight on Trey Turner. Yeah. But again, Andrew's very compelling with his research at third base. Uh there's a little bit of a fall off between Jose Ramirez and Iser Kiner Falalfa. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, we're ten picks gotta, in. Got to pad. Got to pad those steals where you can. You know. Uh, I agree. Uh, you never get an argument under me on that one. Never, ever, ever. All right, we're ten picks in. We're going to take a quick break here, and we'll come back and get started with pick number eleven with Andrew. All right, Andrew, you're picking 11th here, and I would bet a mortgage payment. I know what this pick is. Go on and make it. Yep, the same guy I took in my draft right now. Took him one spot earlier than this, but I'm going to take the third starter, Shane Bieber. Yep. Bieber's been awesome now for, I mean, his whole career he's been really good. His first year he came up, had some bad luck with and. I, that it, the ratio showed that he was better than he showed, and he's pitched like an ace the last two years now. Tim, do you see Shane Bieber right? How like is he pretty much in that tier with Cole and Degrom, or do you think he is at the tier below? Because he's he's where do you think Bieber belongs? Uh, the, the only concern that I have about Bieber is he could, in theory pitch to an ERA of about 130 and only win seven games. So the DeGrom factor. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, you start looking at that Cleveland offense. I think that has to enter somewhat into the equation, which is why I why I have him third. But, you know, when he was coming up, you know, we all love the walk rates, okay? The fact that he didn't walk anybody. But did anybody see the strikeout rates? I know I sure didn't. You know, look no. at 2019, 259, 122 last year in 77 and a third. Uh, he, he might be a 300 strikeout pitcher, and I, I know I sure didn't see it, guys. I didn't see it at all. Shane Bieber's no, mom still, didn't see that. I still vividly remember it had to be early 2018 before the season started. I remember picking him up. I still remember this. I remember. And uh, bidding, or actually, no, I think it was in April, maybe. And um, just being excited, like, oh, he's on fire in the minors or whatever. And, but I, de- I mean, never saw this. It was more command guy and, you know, just uh, maybe solid floor, or whatever. And this, um, the takeoff that he's had has been pretty insane. So I, I I'm kind of at the point, I wasn't really last year so much, but I'm just kind of at the point now where it's like, I don't know how you can ignore it anymore. I mean, 122 strikeouts in 77 innings. I mean, <laughs> year before that, it's like everything's just kind of lining up. And I mean, 259 Ks in 2019. It's, yeah. Yep. I'm a believer. Believer, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> You're a believer. <laughs> yeah, I, I know when I was looking at the start of 2018, I, w- I was tracking him pretty closely in the minors. And, you know, when he got to the, the call-up stage and he only had six walks in 48 and two-thirds, like, that was sick. Yeah. That, that, that really was. And, uh, you know, here I thought I had myself another Tommy Malone, but we've done a lot better than that. He's done yeah. much better than that. And I didn't know if I was going to have him in my first round. Whenever I first saw him going in the first round, I had a little sticker shock whenever I was. And I'm like, man, I don't know if I'm going to feel comfortable with this. I've just been burned a lot with taking the pitchers, the pop-up pitchers each year. And I know he didn't pop up. He was still a third, fourth round pitcher. 
But as I looked at it and looked through these link rankings, yeah, he's my he's at the number eleven spot for me. So that where he went is exactly where I have him. Um, and I do believe that this is an like I want one of the top ten picks. Number eleven, I'm definitely taking Bieber, and I feel like there's a drop off right here. I think this is where a tier drops. I'm gonna take with number twelve, Christian Yelich, who also was with. Acuna and Trout as the 1-1 possibility. It was not a great year for him this last year. Uh, strikeout rate shot up, as Andrew and I have talked about previously, but I'm going to take the shot. Hopefully he's still playing his games in Coors Field, and hopefully that there was something up this year. I mean, he's had a consistent 19-20% to 20% strikeout rate throughout his entire career until this last year with a 30% rate. And I'm going to bank on hopefully that improving. Maybe he's stealing a little more. I'm not as confident on that. He's 29 years old and coming off the big knee injury a year ago. But Yelich is my number 12 as this is the beginning of another cluster, I think, of players. Yeah, I I think the 259 Babbitt also is going to come into play a little bit. I I, I can't I can't see Yelich personally coming up with another 205 batting average. I I I would bet strongly that we're going to see improvement there, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I um I have Yelich at 12. So, good pick. Okay. Tim, you're not you're up here. Number 13, who do you got? Well, you know, when you start looking at some of the positions uh, and the word scarcity or a little bit thin starts to enter into the equation. And uh, I'm just not sure right now if I want a first base outfielder or I just want a first baseman, but I think I'm, I think I'm going to go with, uh, with the solo gig and go with Freddie Freeman. Mm. Uh, Pile of home runs. Uh, The RBIs will be there. He's got an amazing cast around him. Uh, 341 batting average. Uh, I, I I think we're going to see more of the same. We've seen a great career so far, and I feel Freddie Freeman is the safest first baseman out there. And if I'm sitting in the you know the 12 to 14 range, he's definitely a target of mine, guys. He's such a good hitter, and he's such a good dude too. I mean, that's one of those guys I root for more than anybody. Just. You everything you ever hear about him is just fantastic. I mean, there's stories about him losing his mother when he was young, and things. I, um, just ways he honors her. I think he wears her initials on his cleats. Or so, I remember hearing something this season. Real good story about that. He honors her in a real good way, and she must be very proud of him. I also saw another video just this last week of somebody sharing. Uh, uh, that their daughter had a sign, hug me, or can I have a hug for my birthday, Freddie? And he looked up and saw it in between innings and came over and gave the girl a hug. I just, that guy gets it in just about every way. Love Freddie Freeman. Yeah, All right. You guys, you guys are going right down my list. That was my, my pick there. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Well, excellent. <laughs> well, that means you're up next. Who do you got here? Pick number 14. Yeah, this is a tough one. I, I think when you're in this spot at 14, you kind of have to just look at it like, obviously, there's two picks between your next pick. So you're just kind of thinking, I mean, if, you, if you're thinking about a pitcher, it's just like where you see the drop off. But I'm going to go with uh, Francisco Lindor at hmm. 14. Um, again, like the overall skill set, I know it was a little bit of a down year, but I still think um, 
five category production in store for the upcoming years. And, um, yeah, just a little bit more than I like out of a few of these other options. So I'm going to go with Lindor at 14. That's another guy who looked like he got pretty unlucky in the batting average department in the small sample this last year. 258 average. I would imagine that should be higher in the 270-280 range. Good player. Yeah, five categories. Anything to add on Lindor, Tim? Uh, the only question I have, uh, where is he playing next year, guys? Well, well any, any early thoughts? The only thing with that is the offense can't be much worse than Cleveland, no. can it? Yeah, it's like I don't. I'm not too yeah, worried about it really, but I I'm think, curious. I mean, obviously you're curious. I think wherever yeah, he went would probably he's not going to Pittsburgh. That's for sure. <laughs> wherever he went, it's at least neutral and with a lot of possibilities for it to be a great thing for him. So yeah, I'm yeah. not too worried about it. And Cleveland's not a great hitters park either, so I think probably a, likely a better park too. Um, I'm up next and I am going to go with a guy who also was a top five pick in most leagues this last year, had the big breakout last year with 47 home runs and 15 stolen bases in 2019. This year was a disappointment with only a 239 average. I'm going with Cody Bellinger and I had him a spot higher. I would have taken him. He's 13th on my list and the big thing I noticed when looking, because I was wary of him going into last year when he had the big season, going into that season, because he just, the, but I was a believer last year because of that strikeout rate dropping down to 16%, almost walking as much as he's striking out. I still was wanting to see it again before I was going to buy. And that said, the disappointment this year, I mean... He still was striking out only 17% of the time in the bat, the batting average and balls in play at 245 compared to what's usually right around 300. So I haven't dug into the stat cast altogether yet, but I think I'm going to go with Bellinger here. Any thoughts on it? Anybody have any thoughts there? No, it's a good, good pick. I mean, first base outfield and that's the pretty much, part. pretty much five category production. I will say, weren't we, uh, Weren't we kind of talking about how we didn't like him at the top in the top five? So this is more like it. I'm, yes, I'm a lot more likely this season to be in on Cody Bellinger. I wasn't having the top five stuff, but this is fine. Yep. Yeah, I guess my my only concern is why did he screw around with his mechanics and his swing this year? Uh, I really didn't think he did that bad the year before that it uh, necessitated an overhaul. So I I think there's a possibility that we might see better in 2021 than we saw in 2020. And if so, that makes him a, that makes him an even better pick at 15. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Okay. Well, Andrew and myself try to keep most of these shows at the hour, hour and 15 minute at the longest. And, we went a little long when we were doing this, so I decided we were going to chop this into two episodes. So we'll cut off right here, and we'll be back in a couple days, and we'll Andrew, Tim, and myself will be discussing picks 16 through 30. So be looking out for the next podcast, probably Monday morning, and we'll have that for you then. Until then, take care, everybody. Thanks again for listening to the Baseball 365 podcast with Justin Hughes and Andrew McQuiston. Be sure to check the show notes for all the details on today's episode, along with quick links to Facebook and Twitter. If you have a question, a comment, or a suggestion, 
We would love to hear from you. You can find us at the Baseball 365 Facebook group or send an email to us, baseball365pod at gmail.com. And if you like the show, take a moment, rate us on iTunes. And once again, please join the Baseball 365 community on Facebook. That's where baseball lives 365 days a year. 